good morning or good evening and welcome aboard Madwoman Soundwaves. Thank you for choosing us as your podcast destination today. We ask that you recommend us to a friend and listen with a light on. This is an episode that might get a little bit spooky. We hope that you enjoy your listening experience with us today. Thank you very much. That was for anybody that misses being on an airplane and sitting next to a stranger and having them ask all sorts of intimate questions about your life while you have your headphones on. This week, what a week. I know there's something that I would say 99% of us can relate to each other on, and that's that we got to see everybody's 2020 Spotify Rewind things posted all over social media, and a lot of people are hating on the fact that everyone posted it, but I love to see it. I love to know what kind of music people are listening to, who listens to the fan noise as background. I also like to know which one of my friends are just a little bit lamer than I thought and listen to Apple Music instead of Spotify. You know who you are. I won't say any names. And one thing that's interesting this year is that Spotify also did a 2020 podcast rewind. And I think mine said that Joe Rogan was my third favorite podcast. And I think I've only listened, I've listened to two episodes of Joe Rogan in my life. One was an ultra runner and then the other one was the Post Malone episode. So I don't really know how that happened. Something is a little bit fishy there unless I've been like sleep listening to him, but I think it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. I was going to say that I would listen to Joe Rogan if he had someone like Kanye West on, but then he's probably had Kanye West on. Maybe I should look it up. I would I would also listen to a Joe Rogan episode if he had the queen on, like the queen of England. Or who else would I want to hear on Joe Rogan? Actually, I don't think I would even listen to an interview with the queen. I think if I would if I would want to hear anyone on Joe Rogan, I think it would be Alexandra Cooper who hosts the Call Her Daddy podcast because they're always the top two on the podcast charts and I feel like they have beef. I don't know. I think it would just be interesting to hear because I feel like Joe Rogan relies on his guests a lot. I'm saying this as someone who, as I said, has only listened to two episodes of his podcast, but I feel like he relies on his guests a lot to sort of carry the episode and they're so long. They're like three hours long. Does anyone even edit them or do they just record them and then boom, out into the world? I don't know. That's just how I feel about that. But I feel like Alex, she just does it by herself and occasionally has a guest. So I feel like she has to try a lot harder or have more planning maybe to actually be engaging and keep it interesting instead of having just an interesting person on the pod every week. Maybe that's a hot take. I don't know. Do you think it's, what do you think? Is it a hot take? That's just how I feel. But anyways, maybe next year I'll be your number one podcast on your 2021 Spotify wrapped. That's going to be in a long time. This will still exist. I, I feel like it. Even if no one listens, I'll still be here talking. Anyways, food for thought or don't think about it ever again. I do have something I want to share with you, though. It's something that's really tragic that has affected me this week. And not only is it tragic, it's quite frankly enraging. And I'm really mad at myself for it. So let me tell you, about a year and a half ago, I bought a pair of wireless earbuds. And they're great. I wore them all the time. 
literally every day. And then I spilled coffee all over my computer about three months ago and my computer died. That's a story for another time, but I had to buy a different computer and it was around the time school was starting. So obviously Mac had a deal on and they said, if you spend all of your money that you have on a computer, then we'll take a couple dollars off some AirPods. Or actually, I think they threw in the AirPods. I think they threw in the AirPods and I was like, give me the freaking AirPods. Even though I already have headphones, give me them. And you know what? That is great. Thanks, Apple. But also at the same time, the AirPods were less, would have been less to buy than I paid in tax on this laptop. Technology, it's very expensive, you know? It's very expensive. And it's just so breakable. Maybe I'm just rough. Maybe I just spend too much time around liquids that get spilled everywhere. But anyways, I took the AirPods. I took, I'm, I'm not trying to be ungrateful here. I'm very glad that I got a pair of AirPods because I want to be one of the cool kids who doesn't want to look like a little alien with antenna pods coming out of their ears. I just want to be cool. So I took the AirPods and I wore the AirPods for a while not even that long, like three months. And guess what? I lost a fucking AirPod. I lost one. I have no idea where it is. I have one and it's in the case and there's a tracker in the case, but guess what? There's no tracker on the AirPods. So I have no idea where this AirPod is. Lost forever, RIP. Okay, but here's the thing though. I did actually have a dream last night that both AirPods turned up in the case out of nowhere. And so I don't know if I'm psychic or what the deal is there, but I'll keep you updated on that later. And that was sad, but it was kind of okay because, like I said, I had my old wireless earbuds. So I went back, I went back to those old, trusty, reliable, right? And so I started using them again. All was great. It was amazing. And then guess what? I lost one. I lost one of the other ones. And so now I have two sets of wireless earbuds with only one. I ripped apart my house. I pulled everything apart. I could not find the second of the second pair. It's a very small space of time that I lost them in. I took them off after a run and put them around my necklace like I usually do. They hook on there. And then I started cleaning the entrance to the house after my run. And then after I was done cleaning, I went downstairs and sat on the couch because I had to take a break before I showered, obviously. And I realized that there was only one headphone around my neck and it's not, it's nowhere. It's somewhere, but it's nowhere. And I know it's somewhere because I connected to it. That's what I'm mad about this week. And I know it's my fault. I should be more careful and treat my things better and put them in the case immediately when I get home like a responsible person. But guess what? I didn't do that. So here we are. And I'm not about to spend another $300 on headphones. So I'm just going to continue to wear one and only enjoy half the half the music that I could be enjoying, half the podcasts, half the listening experience. I went back to wired headphones too, and then I got made fun of. And also they don't stay in your ears as well. So that's my predicament. And it's really not a problem, but it is a problem. It's just annoying. It's just annoying. Okay. We can move on now. 
Okay, so I know I just talked about that and complained about that for three minutes, but tell me that if that happened to you, you wouldn't be annoyed. At least a little bit, a little bit annoyed. Anyways, oh, and on another note, but kind of the same page, do you remember when Apple first released photos and like marketing things for AirPods and everybody hated on them so much and was like, these are so absurd, they're gonna get lost they did and they look so stupid blah 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 blah. everything else and isn't it crazy how just they became so popular so i'm gonna lay down a theory here and i'm not saying i'm right but i'm but i'm right you know i think that apple made them so small and so absurd because they knew they knew people were gonna lose them left and right and up the butt And guess what? They did. And guess what? Then they go back to Apple and they pay them five bajillion dollars for more freaking headphones. And that's how they make their money. Boom. Okay, I'm for real done now with the headphone thing and we can actually move on, I promise. Okay, so last week I talked about all day leisure in a sort of fake ad context, but that actually got me thinking And it got me thinking about how most of the people that listen to this are in Halifax, I would say majority. And recently, I've also been reflecting on the fact that there are a lot of people around me who are either own small businesses or are starting small businesses. And there are so many entrepreneurs in Halifax starting things. And it's very inspiring. I'm very inspired by all the people that I know that have their own small business or offer a service or do whatever because they're building something from scratch. They're taking a chance and they do it all themselves. A lot of these people, community is very high on their values and that's something that I respect a lot. I think that one way to sort of just lift up our community, the mad woman community the mad house i don't know what i'm saying i'm sorry but one way that we can all be a little bit more involved is i thought i could do like a little community shout out kind of thing every week and just talk about a little small business or something that is happening it could be it could be in halifax or it could actually a lot of people that i know are also in London or Helsinki so it could be anywhere really but just someone who's doing something cool and just talk about them a little bit and share it because I always love finding out about this kind of thing and sometimes sometimes it's hard to find these things and sometimes it's hard if a business or creator or whatever is a little bit smaller word doesn't spread as quickly or it's hard to find out about them so I love finding out about them and so let's disaster sorry i got too excited and waved my hands around and uh knocked things over i just think it'd be a fun little thing so let's do it let's do it i'm counting sarah as the first one so here is the second one today i want to talk to you about flow meditation and flow is on the top of my mind because last weekend i did a little photo shoot with them they have a new I don't want to say merch, but a new collection coming out. They have t-shirts and they have crew necks and that's why we did the shoot, but that's not that's not what they mainly do. What they mainly do 
is they lead meditation and mindfulness practices. They're very community-centered, which is amazing. I believe that $5 of their newest collection when you purchase goes to North Preston Surf. And so that's quite cool. They do a lot of partnerships with other local businesses around town. And Autumn and Jonathan, who own it, are just incredible people. I love the way they think. And they very much have the potential to just take Halifax by storm. I have been meditating recently. (laughs) I know. It's amazing. And it actually helps. It actually helps. I don't want to sound too hippy-dippy, but it, it helps. I promise. So flow meditation, I think their Instagram handle is at flow meditation. And I think that's their website too. So check them out. Okay. So what I figured we could do today together as sort of the main meal of this podcast is tell some ghost stories. I don't know why I'm whispering so much today. I'm sorry, but we could tell some ghost stories. Woo. That was a ghost noise. And I know it's not Halloween. I know that I probably missed the boat on that one. But why not? Why not talk about ghost stories? And this ghost story, I have one prepared. I have one prepared that I'm going to tell you. And it's real. So don't get too scared. So don't get too scared. If you have a teddy bear, maybe grab it at this point. But this ghost story that I'm about to tell you, it came up when I was at my friend Mari's house. Because her dad was talking about this ghost story because it happened in Caledonia, which is in Nova Scotia, just outside of Antigonish. And in Antigonish is the University St. Francis Xavier. And Mari and her father both went to St. Francis Xavier. And we're just going to call it St. FX now. When her father was at St. FX, when he was a frosh, or a fresher, if you're in the UK, they got taken by a group of seniors to this farm where this ghost story happened out in Caledonia. And they were told this ghost story and they all got very frightened. And it was sort of a frosh hazing situation. Well, maybe not hazing, but that kind of fun situation. So this story came up and then I was Googling local ghost stories to tell you and then this one came up again and it seems very scary and it seems quite real like there's a lot of sources that corroborate the fact that there could really be ghosts and spirits so if you don't believe if you don't believe now you think this is all just a bunch of hoo-ha weirdness stick around because I'm going to try to convince you right now that ghosts exist. I don't even know if I believe it, but I'm going to try and convince you. Okay, here we go. It was a cold winter night on the night that our story began. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to tell it like that. The name of this story is called Mary Ellen Spook. Mary Ellen Spook, uh... Mary Ellen is a person, and she's not your friend, Mary Ellen. She is the adopted daughter of Alexander and Mary MacDonald, who lived in Caledonia Mills in Antigonish, as we already know. And this story slash historical record of true events 
happened in 1922 when a fire started in the house. This fire started unexplicably. It was not near a fire. It was not near a stove. It started, in fact, in the far room. And after this followed many more mysterious and spontaneous fires. Some say there were fires that even started in piles of wet socks, which is gross, but true. And so the family at this point thought that there was probably an arsonist who was sneaking into the house and lighting these fires. So they guarded the house, trying to find this arsonist. They could not, and there were more than 30 unexplained fires. There were also other mysterious events, such as ashes in the milk. Exhibit 2, the livestock's tails were braided. Exhibit 3, the livestock were let out of the pen. And Exhibit 4, the livestock appeared very agitated when they were in different stalls or locked outside without the owners doing it somehow mysteriously. So then, finally they said, something is up. Smells a little fishy. So they moved out, as I would have done, probably like three unexplained fires in, but they moved out after 30. And this case got kind of famous and there were reporters from everywhere coming in it was a whole palava there were priests trying to figure out what satan was doing all sorts of stuff like this and even sir arthur conan doyle the creator of sherlock holmes came to investigate which i didn't even know he was an investigator but apparently he is so there were lots of people around one night there were two detectives that decided to spend the night in the farmhouse, which, brave, honey, it's brave. And during that time, they both reported a slap on the forearm by a phantom hand. And guess what? One of these reporters slash detectives actually has a written account of what happened that got published after his death. And I wanted to get the facts of this historical 100% accurate account just right for you. So I went and I read his account too. And let me let me tell you what it said about this slap. So of this slap, the reporter says, and this is a quote, I distinctively felt a blow on the flat part of my left arm above my elbow. And you know when someone's lying and it's a little overly specific just to like make up for it? Well, putting in left arm, that's very specific, but here we go. He goes further. He says he knows it was not his imagination because he had absolute control over himself. And my question to that is, does anyone really have absolute control over themselves? I know I don't. Anyways, another thing to add to the specificity of his account he said that he felt this slap very clearly on his left arm even through two shirts an inside coat a heavy sweater a fur-lined overcoat and a new horse rug i can't even remember what i ate for breakfast yesterday 
and this man can remember all of these things that he's wearing. I don't know why I'm doubting him, because I'm supposed to be convincing you of the 100% historical, factual nature of this story. So I'll leave it up to you to decide whether he's telling the truth or not. After the slap incident, they called in the internationally renowned man of paranormal activity. Like, this guy is the man. And his name is Walter Franklin Prince. And so he came and he investigated for three weeks. And apparently he paid special attention to the cold, to the temperature. And during the time that he was here, so this same man that felt the slap, I forget his name. I didn't write it down. Let's call him, let's call him Bernard. So Mr. Prince, the investigator, did a test on Mr. Bernard. And this was a test to see if Mr. Bernard was psychic, like that so raven. And what happened during this test is that the spirit that was in the farmhouse actually took control of Mr. Bernard's body and wrote for two hours. And apparently this spirit wrote a confessional that it was him that had been starting the fires and did the slap and all of these other things. Oh, sorry, I'm misusing the word spirit. Actually, in the investigation, they decided that it was a poltergeist. And you might be wondering what a poltergeist is and how it's different than a ghost. And a poltergeist, let me tell you, I know the answer to this. A poltergeist is a noisy ghost. And apparently it's actually a very rare form of sort of otherworldly presence, but it's very noisy and it usually escalates and it can even get dangerous. So that's what a poltergeist is. So here's the thing, though. Mr. Walter Franklin Prince, he's a shady motherfucker. As you would maybe assume that anyone named Walter Franklin Prince is, but after his investigation, and despite the fact that the experiment that he did was successful and the poltergeist was present communicating with them for two hours and the fact that there were eyewitnesses to this he concluded that the cause of the fires was a poltergeist that was attached to the daughter mary ellen and then this guy he changed his story again and he said that it's actually Mary Ellen and not a poltergeist acting through her that is causing the fires. And he said the slaps that the two detectives slash journalists had felt earlier were just because they were hallucinating and they were cold, which that has never happened to me when I feel cold. So I don't really know. I don't really know what to tell you there, Mr. Prince. So Mary Ellen obviously denied it as you would if you're innocent or guilty. So she denied it. But regardless, she got taken away and she was sent to a mental asylum in Dartmouth. So right across the river from us here in Halifax. Here's the thing. I left out a very important piece of information. 
and I did it for effect. And here's the piece that I left out. I didn't tell you that legend has it. This part isn't 100% factual, but I'm choosing to believe it because it explains why the poltergeist may have been attached to Mary Ellen. So, years earlier, a night traveler had come to the farmhouse and was asking for shelter for the night, and it was denied. They did not give this night traveler shelter for the night, and so before he left, he put a curse on Mary Ellen. That's the root of this whole thing. Mary Ellen is cursed, and after she was taken to the asylum, fire stopped. Nothing else happened, so that's the end of the story, really. What we learned is that poltergeists are a very specific kind of otherworldly presence. Mr. Walter Franklin Prince is suspicious and that we should not trust him. And we also learned that you should probably welcome night travelers into your home when they ask for shelter because there are many other um, stories that also teach that. For example, Beauty and the Beast. And if you don't let them in, you'll probably get cursed. So take your chances either way. They could murder you in your house or curse you. I don't know what's worse. So I hope you enjoyed this ghost story. I hope that you didn't get too spooked. I know it's very scary. It's a very scary story. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyways, I hope you didn't get too scared. I hope you enjoyed the ghost story. And I hope you enjoyed the history lesson in a little bit of Nova Scotia history. That's some fun facts that you can whip out to impress your next date or your parents or your grandparents or I don't know someone on the street your dog who knows I'd be impressed if someone told me this story I think that since we're in the spirit of mindfulness let's end this podcast off on a mushy gushy note okay so let's do a little exercise okay let's say let's each say one thing that we are grateful for recently okay i'll go first and i'll say it out loud into this microphone and tell you and you can either say it out loud or you can write it in a journal or you can send it to me or you can just say it in your head you know whatever you would like to do and here's mine. Recently, I have been having lots of conversations with the people around me about ideas and sort of just mm, like, I don't want to say potential business ideas, but like creating things, ideas, I, talking about things that can be created and we can put into this world and how we can have an impact. And it's been very inspiring I just think it's, like I said earlier, I think it's so cool watching the people around me create things and really build them. And those are the sort of conversations that I've been having a lot of recently and it's really filled me up and I love it so much. And that is what I'm grateful for and I hope it continues. And I am going to continue to try and seek these things out and 
keep creating them to sort of keep it going in my life. And that's what I'm grateful for. So what are you grateful for right now in your life? It could be something like, I feel like that was a pretty large abstract general thing, but it could be something as simple as like, I didn't burn my toast today or the sun came out for five minutes. Or it could be something huge. It could be like, I just got a promotion in the middle of COVID. I don't know. I don't know. If you want to, I'd love to hear what you're grateful for. But that's that. That was the podcast this week. We are at the end of it. What a journey. And it's time for time for touchdown. I I don't know. I don't know how far these airplane references really go. I think that they never really went that far and I'm, I should probably drop it. So anyways, I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. I hope you're subscribed to it. I hope you've told all your friends about it and I hope that I'm going to see you next week. Okay. Bye.